Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the Gospel of John, and we are ready to read chapter 18. Now, chapter 17, we, we finished that in our last session. Jesus, basically, basically chapter 17 is a prayer from Jesus to God. And it's largely, mostly, mainly, I'm reviewing that real quickly, um, is about his disciples, which includes the apostles and the disciples in that day, but also he included us, those who would, you know, learn of Jesus through those disciples. So, you know, down through the ages, this prayer also concerns us and is also for us. So, just worth mentioning because I, I really think that's um, that's special. Anyway, so <clears throat> so this is after that prayer. This is chapter 18, the Gospel of John. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. I failed to mention the, uh, the exact um, context of this. Um, this is where they were having the, um, the Passover supper, the Last Supper. And uh, so this was Jesus' last time with his disciples like that. And uh, the past couple of chapters have been this. Let's see, let me go back so I can tell you. Yeah, if you start like in about chapter 13 on down through 17 where he prays for his disciples, Jesus prays for the disciples and for us, uh, this is all at the uh, context of the Passover feast. This is him, uh, this is like his last time with the disciples like this where he could, you know, tell them what he needed to tell them and, and promise them the Holy Spirit. And, and like I said, he has that prayer for them. Um, has that prayer for them and us in chapter 17. So, so this is all directly after that Passover feast, the Last Supper they have together. Um, <clears throat> so, again, this is chapter 18 in the Gospel of John. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas, having procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, went there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said to them, Whom do you seek? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. This is um, this is a, a testament to who Jesus was. This is the fact that he is the Son of God. So he asked them again, Whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he, so if you seek me, let these men go. 
This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken of those whom you gave me. Oh, and my pages are sticking together. Sorry. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost not one. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? <clears throat> and he's just reminding Peter that you know he knows what he's going to go through. And he's already told them what was going to happen. Pardon me, I'm already a little dry. So, verse 12. So the band of soldiers and their captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. First they led him to Annas, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had advised the Jews that it would be expedient that one man should die for the people. And he was speaking of that in a political sense. He felt... Or he seemed to feel from what he said that um, Jesus and his followers would cause Rome to fall upon them you know as if Jesus was promoting himself as king and ruler of Israel you know and causing contention with the emperor that was uh, of course that was not really the case even after they got rid of Jesus we know that around AD 70 Rome you know, they still rebelled, and Rome fell hard on them. And at that point, I don't feel like that really had anything to do with Jesus at that point. Um, Alright. So chapter... No, I'm sorry, we're still in the same chapter 18. Verse 15. Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the court of the high priest. But Peter stood outside at the door. Now, the disciple mentioned here, I think, I think it alluded, something I had read alluded to the fact that, that this is John actually referring to himself. But I don't, I don't know that myself right off the top of my head especially, but, uh, um, Something I was reading, I think maybe in the Amplified Bible, but that, that was, uh, this was, that disciple was, was John that, you know. But Peter stood outside at the door. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. The servant girl at the door said to Peter, You also are not one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the servants and officers had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing and warming themselves. Peter also was with them, standing and warming himself. Verse 19, The high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. When he had said these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, If what I said is wrong, bear witness about the wrong. But if what I said is right, why do you strike me? 
Annas then sent him bound to Caiaphas the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself, so they said to him, You also are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked him, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter again denied it, and at once a rooster crowed. Then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early morning. They themselves did not enter the governor's headquarters so that they would not be defiled, but could eat the Passover. So Pilate went outside to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man were not doing evil, we would not have delivered him over to you. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. The Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill the word that Jesus had spoken to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world. To bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? I think that's the problem with a lot of folks today and probably down through history is that they say, What is truth? They, they think the truth is malleable and it's not. They think the truth is subjective and it's not. There's a difference in the truth and perspective. Now, we do have different perspectives on things due to our experiences and, and, and the difference of life. But truth is still truth, and truth is not subjective. Truth is, you know, facts, is what's real. Um, anyway, Pilate seemed to... Pilate may have fit right in <laughs> with the ways that some people think today. I don't know. Okay, so anyway, I don't want to get off on that tangent. After he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews, and this is Pilate, and told them, I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I should release one man for you at the Passover. So do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? They cried out again, not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Now, also in the Amplified Bible, it mentions that Barabbas is really more of a... Uh, more of a rebel, and a, uh, I think they had another word for it. Um, rebel's what comes to my mind, but he was, you know, against the Roman government. He was like a kind of a seditionist, or is that the right word? You get the idea, though. He was uh, he was against the Roman government being there. There was a, a, a strong faction of Jews that were against the uh, the Roman rule, so um, so that's not anything unusual. Um, I don't know why that struck me so hard, but this with Pilate where he says, what is truth? And I just feel like that's the, one of the biggest problems with uh, 
society today not to, not not to be mean to people but just in general you know society in a lot of ways has taken this uh, this thought this approach of uh, of the truth being malleable you know and uh, people not wanting to really see the truth for what it is and I mean not to get on a another tangent but just to mention you know if you look at um, with the way things are labeled and named you know um, if you look at let's, let's say for instance abortion and they call it a woman's right but they're just they're obscuring the truth and muddying the waters it's not a woman's right to murder a baby and that's what abortion really is they want you to think of it as something else and they you know they want to make it a woman's rights issue and, and talk about her body but the problem is is that it is a planned execution of a human being and that I mean look that definition up it is that is murder you know and I I know that sounds harsh and sounds mean but that's that is the truth of that that is murder now there are exceptions where, where we times when we can make exceptions you know health of the mother health of maybe the mother and the baby there's times where you might say you know you know and then there's maybe incest and rape there's there's a few indications a few things that where you could say you could make exceptions and and I would understand those exceptions now there are women who would not <laughs> there are, there are women who would not go along with that I'll tell you but uh, um, because they would be like no the baby's not done anything no matter what the you know no matter how it happened but um, nonetheless I, I would allow I th and I think God would understand in those circumstances extreme circumstances which are very rare usually these babies are murdered out of convenience and it's a horrible thing and there's millions of them murdered every year that's just really sad uh, you can look up the statistics online I mean you can there's a number of different places where you can get that and I've, I've forgotten the main one but uh, so when I look at the truth you know the truth to me is is about facts and is about you know how how things are you know um, you know they want to whenever whenever something doesn't fit the truth for for some for some group or some you know some people they try to redefine things or they try to change the conversation to be they want to change the subject and make the conversation something different well I really stay focused on the subject and, and this is probably the biggest thing that I know of in the world right now that I think is an issue that that we really need to get right uh, we need to get it right in our country and then try to help others get it right and that's that 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 is murder you're just murdering you're murdering people you know every time you do that you're murdering people and you can't just do that lightly and go at that and say that it's oh it's not anything it's just sales it's just this it's just that uh, or it's a, it's a part of the mother well no it's not and if it is okay the other side of this too in just a pure logical sense is that if if it is if it is just sales if it's just a part of the mother and it's not its own life then you can't legally be charging people for another count of murder if they kill a pregnant woman make up your mind it's got up it's got to be one or the other logically and legally it has to be it needs to be consistent and the same 
Now I'm of the court. I'm of the court, really. That uh, that is a human being. So, well, and I'm still getting off on that tangent about the truth, ain't I? Well, you know, it's hard not to because we see so much and hear so much. Where if people really look at the truth, the facts, and then God's word being the truth, um, and being very factual and and very. Uh, very honest you know I think sometimes God's word is too plain and too easy for people to understand and they it steps on their toes and they don't like it and I know that sometimes when I'm reading through and stuff the Bible will um, stomp on me too and <laughs> but I need that I need that I need to correct myself I need to do better and, and move on from that so Alright, so I've wandered way off and kept going, and uh, thank you for listening. This has been um, the Gospel of John, Chapter 18. Hope you have a wonderful day, and remember, God loves you.